0: Hi, and welcome to the Confessions of a Homeschooler podcast. I am your host, Erica Arndt. In these podcasts, I'll be sharing all of my favorite homeschooling, organizational, and parenting tips and answering your questions as well. Hi, and welcome back to the Confessions of a Homeschooler podcast. My name is Erica. Today I have titled this episode The Accidental Homeschooler. And that is because I know a lot of you out there are homeschooling right now, not necessarily by choice, but because schools are closed and you have to. So I'm going to share my tips with you today on how to make this time a little bit easier and hopefully get through it a little bit smoother with your sanity still intact. So let's dive right in. My first tip is going to be to take it easy on yourself. You are not expected to be a professional homeschooler and work at home parent and manage all of your things just right off the bat so give yourself a little bit of leeway if you need to uh, maybe take a step back and try and work out like something that's going to work for your family like a schedule or just a routine try and avoid comparing yourself to your neighbors or anything else that you're seeing on the internet right now about how wonderful everyone's doing they're baking their own bread and they're homeschooling their children and they're working and they're keeping the house clean because it's just not realistic so take it easy on yourself that is my very first and probably most important tip realize that we're all in this together together everyone is in the same Situation, They might be handling it different, but we're all in the same situation. And your kids aren't going to be behind because of your lack of homeschooling expertise. They're all going to be in the same place at the same time. And hopefully when we start back up school in September, everybody will just be ready to go. So try not to stress out too much about it. The second tip that I have for you is to get into a routine that works for your family. Now, color-coded charts and timetables and graphs are all great, but that may or may not be what's going to be best for your family so just sit down as a family figure out what you guys all have to do it helps me to actually just write it down on a piece of paper and then that way I know okay mom and dad have to work from this time to this time kids have to get this done from here to here or whatever how can we manage this so we're all doing it um, the best that we possibly can during this time frame so just find a routine that kind of works for you guys don't worry about what your neighbors are doing again don't compare yourself to others just do what you can to get through this time for your family in the best way possible and then stick to that routine if you find one that works. Um, my third tip is to utilize your teachers. So I know a lot of teachers are doing their best to get out materials and Zoom meetings and assignments and things like that with your kids. You may have to help them navigate that a little bit and we will talk about that in a minute. Um, but just make sure that you're using them. If you don't understand an assignment or if your student is having a hard time with a lesson or a problem in math or something, feel free to email those teachers I know one of our teachers um actually did a zoom meeting a private zoom meeting with my son which I thought was really cool if you're new to my channel you might be wondering why we would be doing that but we homeschool four days a week and then on the fifth day we actually go to in what's called an options program here my kids go to a place they have different classes with different teachers uh, just kind of like a normal uh, school situation but it's only once a week and so I know that my son was having a problem with one of his biology uh labs, I believe. And so he texted her and she did a private Zoom meeting with him and it was super helpful. So make sure you're taking, uh, making use of all those teachers resources that you have out there and don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. Uh, Number four, um, assignments for Zoom meetings can be really overwhelming, especially if you have younger kiddos. And I know that just logging on, even for one day a week for us, has been really kind of frustrating and difficult. And I will be honest, my high schoolers are definitely doing better with this, but my 11 year old, she's in fifth grade this year, she wasn't really equipped to be managing her own schedule and logging into a portal and sifting through tons of emails and notifications and try and figure out what her assignments were each day and so it was overwhelming for her and for me and so what we have started doing now is we get out a little sheet of paper she has like a little notebook and we're just kind of using it like a day planner and we log in and we go through each one of her subjects and we write down everything she needs to do for that day and then she kind of has a little assignment list to work on and then she can do those and cross them off as she goes and then we make sure that she's checked off them as she turns them back in Um, sometimes we have to take pictures and upload those or sometimes she just has to leave a comments or whatever Um, And we just make sure that we do all of that and then it's all crossed off and done. And for her, that's kind of helped teaching her life skills, how to manage her time, how to, you know, do all this, navigate through all of this uncertainty. And then it's also making her feel a little bit more confident and comfortable in what she needs to do. So instead of it being some unknown, frustrating, I don't know how to work this kind of situation, I'm sitting down with her and we're walking through it and getting all of her assignments listed out for her. And you may have to do that even with your older kids until they get used to this new Situation. But just taking a few minutes to do that has been really helpful and it's teaching her a good life skill as well. The next thing that we're doing, so this would be tip number five, is we do, and we do this normally for homeschooling, is we're doing after school wrap up meetings. And what that means is that as soon as everybody's done with their work for the day, they come and meet with me and it just takes maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes. We go through all of their work assignments. I get everything graded. If they need to fix anything, we'll do it at that time. Um, And then we just have a little kind of one on one meeting find out how they're doing, make sure they understood all their assignments, make sure they're feeling comfortable with what they need to do tomorrow or if they have any homework they need to do um, that night or anything like that. And then we just check all that stuff off, get it all off their plates, and then we know that we are done for that day. That student is now um, able to go and play or do whatever they want. I know they got all their work done and we can both kind of move on knowing that we finished and completed our day. So after-school wrap-up meetings have been really great for our family and just keeping everyone organized uh, again if you're new we have four kids and so that's a lot of assignments and things for me to try and keep track of every day and make sure everyone's getting all their work done so those meetings have been really really helpful um, tip number six is to do something um, planned for your off-screen time so we have screen time and we have no screen time in our house and so I've been trying to do kind of more intentional off-screen time meaning Uh, We do something together as a family, let's take a family walk or let's work out together or let's play a board game or a card game or something like that, movie nights, special dinners, things like that. We've just been trying to be a little bit more intentional about the times when we're not on our computers so that they have something to do and hopefully we're doing something as a family and bonding. And a little side note to that off-screen time, don't be afraid to let your kids get bored for a few minutes kids these days are really used to structure and schedules and we're pretty busy as a whole. At least our family is. We're constantly running from one thing to the next and giving them a little bit of boredom actually can go a long way for fostering creativity and independence and uh, just get their logical thinking skills. You would be surprised at some of the things that they're coming up with just because they're bored and it's been actually kind of fun to see how creative uh, they have been. So don't be afraid for a little bit of boredom to seep in but also use that time as a bonding time for your family tip number seven is to teach time management now I touched on that a little bit when we were talking about helping them make assignment lists for zoom and that kind of thing um, we also are working to teach our kids time management skills and so we'll sit down with them and we'll say hey these are all your assignments that we have due for this week um, especially since we only go once a week they'll give out their teachers will give out assignments that um, cross over for one and sometimes even two weeks and so we'll take that and we'll'll help show them how to kind of divide that up into manageable bits so they're doing a little bit each day and so that then they finish an assignment on time and so if you haven't already done that which you may have already done um, especially if you have older kids um, but it's a good time to teach them time management skills show them how to work out their schedule get everything done on time and then still have free time to go and do some of the fun things that they want so tip number eight is to also have your kids help around the house so my kids always help we kind of take turns with who's preparing lunches, who's preparing dinners and things like that. And of course, if they're younger, then I will help them out with that as well. But they get to plan a meal and cook that meal for the family. They can set the table and do all of those things. And it does a couple of things. One, it's teaching them a great life skill, but two, it's also teaching them how to serve others and have a servant's heart. And it's giving them a little bit of independence and they get to pick a meal that they like and they can make something that they're interested in. So at least once a week, somebody's getting a meal that they approve of now. When we have four kids like this, me making meals every single night, there's always somebody who doesn't like something. So this is a good way to not only get them involved in the kitchen and in helping out with the home, but also giving them a little bit of something that they enjoy as well. And we do that with chores and just overall taking care of our house as well. Everybody has jobs here and we all pitch in. A lot of times we do chores at the same time and so that makes it kind of nicer because we're all sort of working at the same time so one person doesn't feel like they're while everyone is off having fun and playing we each have our own area we clean that area and then once we're done the whole house is clean and we can go off and enjoy ourselves so definitely if you haven't already just involve your kids in the daily care of your home and the meal making and all of those kinds of things they can help preparing a grocery shopping list and all of that it teaches them great life skills organizational skills and gets them involved in the home my next tip which would be tip number nine is to be intentional about your screen time now we talked about the off screen time let's talk about on screen time. So during screen time we have about two hours a day of screen time that we allow our kids to have. During that time they have some flexibility there. I encourage them to do uh, video games together and play kind of together on something because that way I feel like they're at least still sort of playing. One of my daughters does um, screen times with her friends and they do Zoom like meetings with their friends where they can just kind of hang out and talk and just enjoy seeing and um, socializing with their friends since we can't go out and so socialize in real life right now. And so that's been really helpful. Um, we also do fun things as far as screen time, like we have family movie nights. We, do, um, we don't We do really count the workout. We kind of count that as the off screen time, but sometimes it is a video that we're doing together. Uh, we do like dance videos and Wii sports and fun things like that. Um, but just being a little bit more intentional about your screen time can also help it so that you don't feel like your kids are just playing video games and just vegging out on YouTube all day long. So they do get some free time on their screen time. I'm not helicopter momming the entire, day for them but it's like hey let's everybody can go do their own thing whatever you guys want to do on screens for about an hour and then let's come and do this other thing or something for our second hour and I just try and be a little bit more intentional about that time so they're free to talk with their friends play video games have fun do what they want but then we might come together and also try and do something as a family that involves um, electronics And then my last tip, number 10, is to just talk to your kids. Let them vent their feelings. They might be stressed out about the new school situation. They're not sure how to study on their own or get through um, a test that they might have coming up when they're not in their normal, traditional kind of setting. And so it might be really stressful for them right now. So just sit down with them. Talk with them. Let them know that it's okay. Try and reassure them wherever you can. You know, everybody's in the same situation like I mentioned earlier. All of their friends are having the same exact struggles they are, and so they're not alone. I think it's really important that they understand that this isn't something they're having to go through alone. You guys are there to help your, your kids. Um, their friends are there to help them. Their teachers are there to help them. And even though it's kind of this weird, crazy, uncertain time, they have a lot of support system behind them during this time. Also talk about their feelings about what's happening. They might be just really scared or anxious or unsure about how that, you know, how this is all going to play out and feel free to share your feelings as well you know hey i'm nervous or worried or anxious about this as well but here's what i know to be true here's what we can do to kind of alleviate some of that and you know just talking about that kind of thing can actually go a long way towards relieving someone and helping them mentally figure out the space that we're in right now Uh, we're a christian family and so we of course read the bible together i share um, encouraging bible verses we are doing church at home as well our church is doing an online our youth group is doing that as well. So. It's really nice, but I think it's important for them to know there's lots of outlets for them to express their feelings and get help if they need to because this is definitely a weird mental space for everyone to be in right now. And I think just knowing that you're not alone and there's people out there who care about you and love you and feel the same way and we're all kind of in this together is really super helpful. So that is going to be it for today's episode. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for an upcoming podcast, make sure to email me at podcast at com. You can also visit my website at www.confessionsofahomeschooler.com for more ideas. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you next time.